Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. Today we're yakking about The Legend of Vox Machina, episode 2, where they're not doing as much of a remix as I thought they were. It seems to be the same shit, just from the Dragon Saga, so that we can kind of cut off all the other bullshit that we had before. The first clue you get that the general is the dragon is that he's like, it's going to be a, a storm blowing through tonight. And he was there, and he doesn't get hurt or injured or anything. He and he asked Vox Machina, how did you escape that dragon anyway? Because he was there the first time. He t attacked them, and they got crushed underneath some rocks from what he saw. But Keyleth saves him at the last minute. Of course, there's the ugly is evil trope, and then they inverted it by saying, he, even though he's creepy looking, he's not necessarily... Snape, even though he looks Snapeish, he was trying to find evidence that the general was in fact the dragon. I mean, the Tiamat carpet, so I don't think it's Tiamat, but it's Tiamat-ish. We finally get the show's OP, which mixed in a little bit of the OP from the show where they did the cosplay and dressed up, and that was the opening. That Vax and Vex scene where they're shooting arrows and throwing daggers was very similar to the one in that, which I liked a lot. Also, I also really liked Percy walking away from his hometown, similarly to Vasher Stampede walking in the desert. I noticed that and I saw the visual similarities and went, oh, that's cute. I like that a lot. We go to visit Gilmore and hope that he has some advice because he can't just sell them the cool badass Lance of Dragon Slang because, well, they don't have nearly enough money. They have three silver and in the shop, we see a copy of Tusk's Love. I love that they're throwing little nods to other seasons, other campaigns in this season. I also heard that Matt's in each episode running around. The first two episodes, I did not see him. I would love to know where he is. And I, I was kind of looking for him. I just got taken by the story and was really stopped paying attention to looking for him about halfway through. So let me know where he is. If there's a, somebody who's posted all of the Where's Matt's, definitely after I watch the show, I would after I finish the show proper, I would love to see those. Gilmore is a lot more portly than I thought he'd be. He was a little, he had a little bit of a gut on the little uh, figures that they sold. Not figures, uh, little D&D game models. So you can have Gilmore in your world. Gilmore's the only one that I'd buy a model of, to be honest with you, because he would fit in to the other games that I play. You could put Gilmore in any game, but I don't really have much use for a Percy or a Pike, unfortunately. Unless I'm running a character that's a unknown cleric. And then I could totally use a pike, but I'm not doing that. But yeah, they were D&D minis, and they were really cute. You can definitely go and check and find those. I think they have them for Campaign 2 as well, but I'm not sure if they have them for Campaign 3 yet. You might have to wait. Campaign 3 is just, just really starting out. I know there's probably going to be a huge bunch of people wanting a fresh, fresh cut grass miniature, myself included, because sometimes you might need a little miniature of a Warforged. Again, I don't really see the need for a miniature of a, like, seven-foot satyr. Unless you're, like, going to the Feywilds and you need a seven-foot satyr. You can pretend that there are other people doing different things and just ha or just collect them and have them sitting around. That's what I'm going to do with my own miniatures, personally, because I play D&D, but we don't play at a table. We play online. So all of our miniatures are on Roll20, which, if you don't know what that is, it's an awesome site that lets you play D&D online. There are other sites that to use... And I hear a lot of people are really talking really big about the ones that you pay for on Steam. But Roll20 is the most accessible for us. So that's the one that we use. It was good to see Gilmore. He's gorgeous, as, as he always is. And he lets them look in one of the books that has dragon lore in it. It's like, oh, you killed the dragon by, you know, between the two rivers. And at first, Vax writes this off as nonsense. And they flirt a bunch, and it's cute. Afterwards, they go and they take on their most evil and hard-to-deal-with nemesis yet, Doors. 
For some reason, nobody is standing guard outside of these doors, waiting for somebody to traipse on over and be like, excuse me, what are you doing trying to break into this place? The general doesn't really have many people hanging around his house, which makes sense if you're a dragon. You don't want people to snoop around and accidentally see you shapeshift into a dragon. His transformation, by the way, into the dragon was wicked cool. You don't see cool transformations like that anymore. Very much like a werewolf transformation. The general's house is very dragon-themed. I love, I love the dragonborn painting on his wall that's actually a door to his horde. Because who would think to put their hands on that? Grog? Grog would do that. And he ends up finding the door by accident. That's when we get into this badass fight. This episode felt like 45 minutes. It felt like a lot longer and meatier than the first episode. And I really got a lot... There was a lot to sink our teeth into. Especially with Vex and her love of like coins and stuff. Soon as she saw the coin, she ran over, and at the end, she was running out with them with an arm full of gold. So it looks like they don't have much to worry about as far as gold goes. Even though at the very end of this, after they defeat the dragon, they only they get a golden treasure chest with the deed and keys in it. First of all, why would you need a chest so big to hold the deed and some keys? Second of all, guys, don't fret. The chest is made of gold. You can sell that for a pretty penny. Also, you could, you have a badass keep now. You have a home, a place to live. And I would love to see how they dress up that keep and stuff next week. We imagined how they dressed it up when we, when we first saw it. But now we actually get to see them do it. And it'll be fun. It'll probably be a shopping episode, which nobody really likes the shopping episodes. But it might be funny to watch as a viewer of a cartoon. Because this show is A-plus with its comedy. At the very end of this, though, we find out that the Briarwoods are on their way. And I'm like, oh shit, that's when I know for sure this isn't a remix. The Briarwoods were a big part of this dragon arc. And I love them, and I cannot wait to get into them. They're, they're so fun and juicy. I'm not going to say too much about the Briarwoods, even though, well, you're just going to have to sit down and watch for yourself. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. And definitely come on back.